Hello and welcome to the Male Mental Health Podcast. The audience for this podcast is any man, but also for any woman or non-binary folk that wish to get a glimpse into the struggles of men. This podcast is intended to heal men so they may be more patient, kind, understanding, loving, forgiving, and nurturing. The tortured male is prone to anger, violence, and toxicity. Men are nearly three times as likely as women to become dependent on alcohol and frequent drug use. Nearly three quarters of adults who go missing each year are men. Men are one and a half times more likely to be the victim of a violent crime. Men are three and a half times more likely to commit suicide. It's time for that to change. I'm your host, Jordan Trubikoff. I've done everything from being a dishwasher to a successful entrepreneur. At the age of 16, I was admitted to the local psychiatric hospital and have suffered from clinically diagnosed mental illnesses my whole life. I've spent hundreds of hours in professional therapy, formal training in meditation, I've read dozens of self-help resources, and have tried just about every combination of medications out there. I want to stress that I am not a professional psychotherapist and can only share the research I do, the training I've received, and the lessons I've learned. If you are thinking of hurting yourself or others, turn off this podcast immediately and go and seek help. End of discussion. And even if you are perfectly happy and healthy, you should have a professional support system. Before I begin, since the last episode, I've moved 200 miles, I've purchased a home, I've been personally renovating it, I've worked my real-world job, I've moved my parents into their new home, uh, so I apologize for the delay. Life is now returning to normal, and with that, uh, regular episodes, uh, Lord knows I need it, and I hope you all do as well. Now, let's get to the topic at hand this week, which is listening to our bodies. As always, let's begin with a quote. Physicians and senior athlete George Sheehan once wrote, Listen to your body. Do not be a blind and deaf tenant. To me, this speaks to that like strange existential truth that our mind is like a big bowl of jelly controlling this tall meat sack that we call a body. Uh, and what Sheehan is asking of you is to simply not control your meat sack, um, but to listen to your meat sack, <laughs> which is to say the aches and pains uh, that your body is trying to give you feedback on is something you should truly, truly listen to. The author Bo Tiplin once wrote, your body is not a temple. Temples can be destroyed and desecrated. Your body is a forest thick with canopies of maple trees and sweet-scented wildflowers sprouting in the undergrowth. You will grow back, over and over, no matter how badly you are devastated. This is true. But let's look at it through a lens of how devastated you let your forest become. For millennia, natural wildfires would clear brush, um, but now, due to drought, it's so wildly overgrown and dry that this natural wildfire becomes a supernatural hellscape 
much like we've seen in the American Southwest, where I'm located. So this is to say, if you don't listen to your body, your forest, if you don't clear the brush, you're not just going to have a mild fire season. You're going to have a catastrophe. Let me give you some anecdotal information. Many of you know, um, but if you are a new listener, I was an entrepreneur for many years and multiple businesses. During this time, I only watered the money tree. Never once did I take the time to water my forests. The businesses took precedence over sleep, over physical pain, over emotional pain, over friendships and lovers. It took precedent over my life. As I continued to wear blinders to everything but my businesses, I, numb to the touch, lost sight over the health of my back. One day I was installing cabinets in an upscale wine bar, and that very night I couldn't move without screaming. From that day forward and for about a year and a half after that, I had eight spinal injections. I took narcotics every four hours, every day. I could only walk with a cane. And my poor partner at the time had to do absolutely everything for me, like groceries and getting the mail and... God, that poor woman. And why? All in the pursuit of something that didn't edify me on a personal, intellectual, or spiritual level. I let it take over my life. So why don't we listen to our bodies? Suck it up. Man up. Don't be a pussy. I know I use these shitty combinations of words almost every episode, but I can almost guarantee whether you are a man, woman, or non-binary listening right now, you've heard those words. These words were said to emasculate you, to make you feel shame, to make you feel weak and inferior. And the funny thing is the culture is we think these words like empower each other. We don't see the obvious toxicity and vitriol in the words. I, like many of you, have been at work, aching, exhausted, possibly on the verge of tears. You walk into the bathroom, you... Look yourself in the mirror and you say, don't be such a pussy. And you splash water on your face, you cover up, try and make sure that no one notices, and you walk out back to your job. The fucked up part is we could have just as easily said, dude, you've got this. Look at you, man. You should be so proud of yourself. You're a badass. This self-reassurance can be healthy to an extent. You can use it when working out or practicing sports or, yeah, logging that overtime. But it can become dangerous if that's always your immediate retort without self-reflection. When we say these things to ourselves, be it the toxic version or the self-reassuring version, we are demanding that we turn our awareness off. We push the pain down. We demand to be numb. And with that... We are normalizing our pain, which, if perverted too far, can lead to suffering that will last for the rest of your life. Dude, in 10 years, that four hours of uh, overtime you put in on Thanksgiving, uh, your boss doesn't remember that shit. They don't care. 
what if and if you got hurt during those four hours, you're going to be thinking about it for the rest of your life. If you are unwilling to listen to your body's signaling damage, you will suffer damage. To summarize, to be masculine, we are taught to endure pain up to the point and well over it that our bodies start to break down. Every man in my family over the age of 50 was a builder or a contractor, a military man, etc. And now their knees don't work. Their backs are fucked. Their lungs are destroyed. They can't enjoy retirement. I understand life 70 years ago was very different. Now the world has changed. I am extremely thankful for the sacrifices our fathers and grandfathers made. They did all of it to improve our lives. And how vastly improved are our lives that we can now talk about our pain. And we talk about this pain with the sole intent to live a happier, healthier, and longer life than our father. And when we do that, we are making sure that their sacrifices were not in vain. We need this shift in the male psyche. If not for our own bodies, for the others we love. What demographic has the highest risk of committing suicide? Men greater than 60 years of age. Why? Because they lived in a world where their body and mental health was expendable. Take care of yourself. So, how do we listen to our bodies? Ta, man. Boom. Presence. Of course. Awareness. Being aware. Being honest. Being kind. Being present. Listen, one of these days when you don't listen to your body and you push through the pain, something's going to click and you're going to be put on the injury list. As a teenager, my father was once lecturing me about something. I don't know. You speed in your car. Whatever. He clearly... I uh, could tell that I wasn't interested, um, whatever did. Uh, so he slammed the brakes on the lecture and very sternly said, Jordan, are you listening? And, you know, of course, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening. Uh, and his retort was like burned into my head. And he said, I know you can hear me, dude, but are you listening? I know you can hear me, but are you present? Are you listening? Are you aware right now? So when you feel pain, don't just hear it, listen to it, investigate it, inspect it, and evaluate it like a mechanic would. Treat the pain like an objective and logical problem, because it is. It's the same exact reason the Forest Service does prescribed burns. There is a problem. If we don't address it, this will happen. Okay, so how do we treat it? Okay. Let's treat it. Does your knee hurt? Maybe you should slow down and jog for the rest of that run. Sit down. Hell, call it a day. Do I get headaches every day? I need to get up more from my desk and take frequent breaks. I stare at the screen way too long. Does my back hurt? (laughs) I've... I should ask my coworker to help when lifting things instead of being an impatient asshole who's too full of his own pride. 
So after we've listened to our bodies, it's then imperative that we actually address the issue. And this is where a lot of us fail, and I've done this plenty. We make it to the point where we've listened, but we fail to follow through to actually treat it. A 2016 study showed that a quarter of all doctor appointments are no-shows. And I've been there, uh, funkiness in my neck. Okay, you know, let's make an appointment. And then two days later, it's a little bit less, and I'm like, ah, I could be doing other things that day, so I'll cancel it. I don't do no-shows. Don't do no-shows. That's not cool. But also forgive yourself if you do no-shows. You're trying your best. So this treatment, right, that means Epsom salt baths, ice packs, massages, and get this, I'm going to say it, with rest, with resting your body and your mind. Your mind gets beat up and bruised and bloodied just like your body. Or meat sack, we're calling it a meat sack, just like your meat sack. You do not always need to be moving. And if your immediate response to that is easy for you to say, I've got to feed my family and pay my bills, well, good luck doing that when you tear a disc in your back. You could have taken that one or two days off of work to rest and take care of your body, but instead, because of your pride, you would rather burn down the whole forest. It's pretty simple. Look at professional sports, right? The vast majority of it is built around mitigating injuries, letting players rest, letting them heal. The alternative is your star player gets hurt and you lose. And listen to this. Dude, you are the star player in your life. It is a good thing to put yourself on the bench for a couple minutes before the last quarter so you can perform. I want to be very clear. I'm not talking about quitting. If anything, I am preaching the exact opposite of that. If you don't rest, you may have to quit. And like for good, because you fucked your body up. A Twitter post that's been around since 2012 states, muscles are torn in the gym, they're fed in the kitchen, and they're built in bed. Which is to say, without rest, the progress you made in your hard work doesn't mean shit. God himself took a day to rest, man. You think you're cooler than God? The dude invented seahorses and like black holes and stuff. You think you're cooler than a seahorse? No. I mean, you might be a cool dude. Seahorses are pretty rad, though. All right. Get out of here. I want to thank all of you. Um, please follow, like, and share this with others. Please engage and follow me on Instagram at male mental health underscore podcast. Spread any of the words I've quoted or rambled on about with anyone that needs to hear it. All I can continue to do is put out good content, but I need your help to spread the word. This is on us. Let's be the best soul, body, and mind. We can be. Being a man comes second. Thank you.